up, guys? It's Kevin and Steve, founders of Bombers and Sleeves, a clothing and lifestyle brand dedicated to artists, writers, musicians, anyone currently on a creative path, or anyone looking to start a creative journey of their own. Our goal with this company and our Bombcast is to encourage you to win the internal war of creative pursuit. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's think about it. We sum it up in three words, and those three words are bomb your boundaries. Now, what does that mean? Well, what has more intense, focused, explosive energy than a bomb? Not that much fucking else. And so we use that as a metaphor to say that if you want your dreams to come through, if you want your creative vision to come through, you have to get intense, focused, and explosive. And so with this, we bring on guests that embody that bomb your boundaries mentality. And uh, we, you know, just try to share with you practical knowledge on how to get your creative journey off the ground. Maybe you're further along than others. Maybe you're just starting. But each guest here, uh, you know, shares integral uh, you know, life experience that can that can kind of move you along. And today's guest is no exception to that. So I'm really excited to get into this today. I'm gonna hand it over to Steve to introduce the guest as always. And let's get into it. Yeah, what's up everybody? How's it going? First of all, it's great to be back in the Bomber Studio. It's been a minute. Yes. And I hope you guys have been enjoying the Rock and Pod interviews and hopefully you're getting some stuff out of that. But uh Kevin and I were just talking that it's just nice to be back in here and uh it's nice to deliver deliver you our first guest back uh from rock and pod and uh what can i say about our guest here i you know when i think of her i think of like some nashville hot chicken that's like battered with some country and soul but peppered with that california rock and roll man and i've had the pleasure yeah you can use that now i've had the pleasure of working with this 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 person quite a few times man and um it's awesome it's it's and and i'll tell you why it's awesome she knows who she is she knows what she wants to say, and she's not afraid to say it. Uh, and that makes my job, I think, as a songwriter, a hell of a lot more easier and just fucking fun as hell. So it's always a pleasure to work with her. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's welcome Miss Sarah Ames. Hey. Whoa. That was a nice intro. Cool. Thank you. Cool. Practice a few times in the mirror. Whoa. Thank you. I like yeah. it. I've yeah, never that was been a good surprise, man. Put some compared to battered hot chicken before, but I'll take it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I You're probably chicken. like, where is he going with that one? <laughs> Peppered Pepper. with the California Pepper. rock and roll. I like that. Well, Sarah, thank you so Damn. much for being here today. Like Steve said, you know, it's great to like get back into these long forums. Uh, got to thank everyone out there for their patience with the shorter ones. Hopefully, you got a little bit of nugget with it, nugget of uh, value. But you know, it like you know, it's nice to be here today. So um, let's just start back from the beginning. What got you into music in the first place? Like, where are you from? How'd you get introduced to everything? It's the short bio. Yeah. Um, well, I'm from uh, the Bay Area in California, a small town called Orinda. And, um, oh, familiar. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yep. No, well, so I was born in Southern California in Orange County, but I oh. spent a lot of time like um, Bay Area and then uh, Los Angeles and all oh, that stuff too. Oh, badass. So, okay. So that's awesome. Yeah. So you know Orinda, also what we refer to as Borinda because it was very boring and there was not much to do there. Small town vibes. Yeah. Um, anyway, but uh, I uh, grew up there and, um, you know, I, I just been, I just have loved singing my whole life really I mean it's just something that I've just just simply enjoyed um 
And so, you know, I have pictures of me at, you know, three years old singing in a microphone with, you know, monitors. Cause my dad, my dad was into music and um, he would play guitar and write songs. And so he had some cool equipment in the garage and stuff where, you know, it was amplified and you can hear your voice in a microphone. And I just love the way that sounded. Oh, and yeah. so, That's yeah, fun. yeah. Awesome. So we would, uh, so we would play and, and sing and, um, you know, and just coming home from school, I just would close my door and it was just like hours just with listening to songs and singing. I mean, I just love singing. And at the time, you know, I never really listened to songs for their lyrics, to be honest. I really wasn't, um, you know, it was, it was the, it was the singing part of things that really struck me at first. I was the same way. Yeah. I, I never, I, well, I used to make up lyrics to the yes. songs cause it was yes. the melody I was attracted yes. to. And I, and I never, you know, we were young. We didn't really understand what they were saying anyway. No. But it, that, the, especially those mm-hmm. old Motown melodies mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, man. Oh, I know. I made up some fun ones on those. Yeah, I know. It's it's amazing. And um, But then I did I did find myself writing stuff when I was eight or nine. And I still have the, the sheets of paper that say, like, signed here by Sarah Ames in case I'm famous. And it was like, you know, That's what's super, yeah. super young, like yeah. eight or nine. But I would, I would, I could still recite some of the songs now. And um, they're so embarrassing. But then I would also change the lyrics to common songs that I knew too. So I was doing that. Um, so I was always involved in that. And then, uh, but I was really shy to perform to people. So it was something that I really had to get over. And I started to get involved in musicals um, and junior high and and high school and I started taking voice lessons and um you know I always had like natural singing ability per se but I wasn't like perfect or like I could definitely be be better for sure and so I started taking lessons with this awesome voice and uh voice coach who just changed everything for me worked with Adam Derwitz Counting Crows and um has some amazing people under his belt that I can't even think of right now his name was Raz Kennedy and um so I just started doing local singing competitions and would call into the radio and sing and win tickets to concerts and things like that. Um, and I started playing guitar in high school. Didn't really take that seriously. Um, and then uh, it wasn't until I got to college um, that I took it seriously. And I, I went to USC in Southern California. I did oh, nice. this um, popular music uh, program where there was a small group of us and it was super badass. We got to go there and um and just like look at it as a um like a pure like learning the skills and i i just always did music because i enjoyed it i didn't know how to read music or anything like that going in going into college but i mean i got my ass kicked in that in that sense um so you know i had to play drums there for six months and i you know see how fucking terrible never again i have no rhythm in that way no yo i i'm with you on that i i always tell him i don't know how he does it like i i um i i if it has some strings on it i could probably make some music but drums is a different animal man dude drums are so hard um but yeah the, the school the popular music program was badass and um <laughs> We're dropping bling, guys. We're dropping bling. It's good. It's Dropped good. an earring. It's happening. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. And you know, we had cool speakers come in and talk to us. And you know, Beyonce's dad came in and told us cool stuff. And no shit. What the hell? What did he say? I, I mean, he was managing her for okay. a while, so uh, he just was talking about, you know raising her and just kind of their worth work ethic okay and um i mean it was just it's just she's amazing um and yeah i mean steve miller steve miller band came and talked so i I got to open for steve miller 
nice. in the college years. So that was badass. But yeah, and then um, I just I dropped out after two years because I wanted to go do the damn thing myself and go sing country music in Nashville. And so here I am. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's my right. story. <laughs> That's awesome. How many? So how many years ago was that when you dropped out? Eight. That was eight years. Okay, sweet. Mm-hmm. So we've been here uh, like pretty much the same amount of time. Yeah. Um. That's awesome. So when uh, I I I like the Beyonce uh thing. What did you any did you, what did you pick up specifically about like their work ethic that surprised you? Was there like did you ever have a time where you're like, oh man, artists just kind of like live in the day, like live in this little daydream, and somehow like things happen? Was this surprising, like how practical and regimented they were in any way? You know, I. As I'm as I'm getting further and further into this career, I'm just realizing that the successful people and everybody that you look up to spends time working. It's mm-hmm. by yourself in your bedroom like you did when you were 10 years old that for some reason now we think as adults we don't need to fucking practice anymore. Yeah, totally. It's 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 that discipline that sets the artist that you probably love and look up to from the rest. So, you know, with Beyonce and her dad, I think, you know, he he would just talk about how, you know, they would run while singing, you know, because Beyonce wanted to develop the stamina of being able to dance and sing at the same time. And, um, you know, I wish I could remember everything that he said because at this point that was, you know, uh, going on nine years ago or, you know, 10 years ago, but, yeah, um, yeah. but I, I just think, I just remember that, you know, she just, they worked hard and it was practice. It was rehearsing. And, you know, you, if you watch that recent Beyonce documentary that she did, she is rehearsing her ass off every single day. And oh yeah. That's what it is. I mean that's Queen B, man. Mm-hmm. I mean it's uh, it's crazy. I I wanted to tap into you did like music theater, is that right? Mm-hmm. You did, like musicals. Okay, what I love about that, and I, I kind of in high school I separated myself from that. I'm like, yeah, I'll do the choir. Yeah, stuff. I did choir too. But in college, I I signed up for lyric theater, which was you would perform scenes. Like you wouldn't do a whole musical, but you would do scenes for musicals. And I thought as a performer that that was one of the things that helped me the most. Um, it's different when you're playing in a band or performing in front of people like your own music, but when you're actually like out there be- becoming a character yeah, and performing something that's like supposed to create this either dramatic or comedic mm-hmm. moment, like owning that mm-hmm. makes you so like you carry that with you as you become an artist later, I think. Totally. Right? Yeah, totally. And I, I enjoyed, I enjoy acting a lot as well. And I, I enjoy musical theater. Um, I, I mean, I had a blast doing it and, um, but I remember coming to this point of having to decide whether I kind of wanted to take the acting route, a musical theater route or going and, you know, doing just the pure artist, you know, music, music thing. And I chose the pure artist music thing because for me personally, I felt more from that kind of music. I I never would really turn on musical theater music and listen and sing along to it really. But at the time it was something that was fun. I do love acting and being characters. I was in drama and all that stuff. And it was just an opportunity at the time to get out and perform and, you know, hone my craft. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So did you choose Nashville because you like loved country music growing up or do you like, what made you pick Nashville? Yeah. Um, well, I always loved country music and listening to country music. And, um, and so 
I just knew that naturally that's just kind of what I gravitated towards singing cool. wise. And I yeah. just knew that Nashville was the place that you would go and to be able to sing that and um, do it. I mean, I guess you can really do it anywhere, but um, I came and visited and I just loved the feel of it here. Yeah. And I just said, well, damn it, I'm going to do it. And it's funny because <laughs> I know, six one vibe. I know six one vibe. that's right. <laughs> and it's funny because I, I was, um, you know, I took school very seriously. I was, you know, valedictorian in my high school and I was like really studious. So oh. to like go to college for a couple of years, that, that's why I went to college so that I could still remain in school while also pursuing this crazy artist dream and yeah. music dream. But then when leaving college was a huge deal for me because that was dropping out and I was so studious, you know, so it was definitely a, a risk for sure. Okay, we'll definitely expand on that because like, so yeah. that kind of sums up what we're all about here, right? You feel that creative pull, you're in like the straight and narrow path, you yeah. have to quote unquote, bomb your boundaries mm-hmm. of like thinking you have to continue as a studio yeah. student and then to, to go out. So kind of, um, if, if you don't mind expanding yeah. on, on that whole process, that would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I just think that, um, I, the, the, the thing that I told myself was school will always be there always and I in my head and some may disagree but I felt like there was a certain window that I had to really try to break myself as an artist and I felt like it was now and I felt like you know what I could be a 50 year old woman going back to college if I you know if I wanted to and that'll always be there and you, you know you're missing out on the college experience but I just didn't want to not forgive myself when I was, you know, on my deathbed and, you know, it's like, I never had the balls to go do what I wanted to do. And so it's like, cause I, you know, yeah. Yeah. No, man, you nailed it. And that's, that was my biggest fear uh, before I moved here was I didn't want to be like, you know, my forties or fifties and turn around one day and say, well, you never gave it a shot. So that's on you, buddy. And so Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's a big thing. Was it hard to leave, like, like mom, dad, like everybody, like leaving California? Or they were pretty like, nah, man, go do it. Were they pretty supportive? Yeah, my family was really supportive. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think there were a couple family members that were like, okay, you're going to go back soon, right? Like, are you sure? You know, but uh, my mom's always been a huge um, believer in me and supporter. And, um, you know, and she was just like, you know, if that's what you want to do, go do it. Because she knew yeah. that I would take care of myself because I just had – cared about school school so much that i just wouldn't get myself in a bind and if i really needed to go back to school i would go back to school you know right yeah and your grades are there to support like getting back in super easily which is awesome where they take 30 year old grades i think (laughs) they do probably i I think they do (laughs) i hope they don't take my grades back Yeah, that ship sailed for me too. <laughs> but I was just talking to him the other day, the other day. I have nightmares about college. Like I, I, I didn't have a bad time, and you know, I did, I did okay. But I, I, I have nightmares about like I don't know if you do. Does anybody else like have those? Like uh, oh, yeah. I have a presentation, but I'm like so it. underprepared, and like I still have oh, yeah. these things. Why? Why do we have those? I don't know, man. I still have I still have nightmares too. That like um, I did I did wind up graduating college, but I still have nightmares that I did not graduate and my whole family's there like ready. <laughs> but I've been like lying the whole time and haven't been going to class, so like graduation is not happening for me that day. And then I wake up and remember I did, but wow. it was barely. Those are so. called nightmares. <laughs> yep, <laughs> nightmares for show. Damn. Um. Well, no, that's awesome. I love that. So, um. 
So you drop out, you come to Nashville. What's that like first week to two weeks like in Nashville? Are you hitting the streets hard, like trying to network, make connections? Did you have connections like when you came out here? How'd that look? Um, So I moved here when I was 19. Um, I had a couple small connections to here. Um, The dean of my um, music program at USC actually lived in Nashville for eight years and was kind of working in the in the music business and um as like a I think a producer or something like that um so he was here for a period of eight years so he had a few people he knew so he hooked me up with one guy that actually wasn't living here anymore either but knew some people cool. so that guy <laughs> hooked me up um I remember this guy Bobby Boyd who um wrote uh, God Bless the Broken Road with Marcus Hummon and oh, great um song. yeah mm-hmm. and so um I remember him driving me around, showing me around and, um, you know, we would listen to music and he, you know, kind of wanted to help out a little. So that was the person that I, I knew and, and he let me sing on some, um, demos when I first moved here. And, um, so that was kind of cool. We wrote a time or two. So that was awesome. But other than that, it was really just what, I, you know, I, I figured it out. I remember several days just kind of staying in my apartment and my mom was like, Jesus, Sarah, like, got to get out. You got to go do something. Yeah. And I, you know, and it's funny because when I moved here, I was like, I'm just going to come for the summer. That's what I thought. And, okay. and then of course that summer ended. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to stay and move here officially. But yeah. the summer I didn't have a car. So, um, I would walk everywhere and it was kind of before Uber. So I would take cabs to the grocery store and stuff like that. Cabs? <laughs> sound like my wife. That's yeah. what's up. <laughs> She's from Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. a cab. Yeah, yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was hilarious. A yellow That's taxi. Awesome. <laughs> it was a yellow taxi. Oh, my God. Oh my God. They're crazy yeah. drivers, by the way. Don't, just get the Uber. Uh, I don't trust the taxi. Isn't that fucking crazy no. to even think about taxis anymore? It's more antiquated than a fucking payphone at this point. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. bad. It's bad. They, they done. But, um, <laughs> they done. Peace. Yeah. Move uh, on down. I know it. Um, but <laughs> but after a couple of days of hiding in my <clears throat> apartment, I went to the Blueberry Cafe. Um, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go see a show by myself. Perfect. Typical Nashville. Tuts. You know, I went there and of course that, um, you know, met the sister of my now best friend and, you know, and then I met my, my boyfriend who was playing there and then I dated him for a few years. Um, so it all, and then of course, then just, just typical Nashville, just going there, yeah. meeting people. And then he introduced me to his whole music circle. And so then it just kind of went from there. Nice. Yeah. You know, just, That's awesome. just stars change when you leave the apartment, man. They really do. Yeah. Just go to Bluebird enough and then you may, you know, meet someone. And then I had the balls to go up to the riders. Um, and I had business cards made at the time. Oh Yeah. <laughs> And I just handed him my business. That. Yeah, I just handed him my damn business cards. And yep. I was like, I just moved to town and whatever. I have some demos. I recorded a few songs before I moved here of just covers. And it was just my voice. And at the time, I really thought that, you know, they hear my voice and they're going to want to work with me. And, you know, now, I mean, that's great. That's a good component. But it is kind of a lot more than that. Um, there's a lot of great singers. There's, you know, anyway. Yeah. Sometimes totally. that's not all that it takes. And, um, not at all. But at the time, but at the time, I was like, "Well, I'm, you know," so I'd give him my card, and you know, most of them didn't, you know, hit me back or anything. And I would hit him up on Facebook multiple times. Yeah. And you know what? From doing that, a couple of them did. A couple of them did, and through them, I got introduced to a couple other people, and you know, they kind of were long term relationships just from having the balls. Yeah. So what's your what's your take on the stalker follow up? I feel like that's what gets a lot of people. In trouble is because they they think oh. twice and they're like, "Oh, I don't want to bother anyone. I don't want to do that." But no, you got to 
you keep going until you get an answer. I'd love to love to hear the take on it. How do you push that? Like, how do you push that aside and say yeah. I'm getting what I want? Mm-hmm. At the time, I I didn't really have that etiquette per se, and I was a little naive to know that some sometimes people don't respond. That is kind of the Nashville no. Um, gotcha. In some ways. But sometimes you can just say F it. And if you have the guts, you can try again because at the same, you know, you don't really have much to lose except God, this girl's persistent. Oh, no, no, I don't want to write with you. you yeah. Know? But, but yeah. sometimes they break through. Sometimes they just, you know, you're not a priority. So they don't answer your email and then you hit them up again. And then they're like, well, damn, I better get back to this girl. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it, they, you may they may get some eye rolls, but you may get some yeses. Totally, but you knew you. I mean, you know what you're doing. You're like a solid, like quality person. I, I feel like people can like pick up on that. It's like you know, it's when yeah, it's when you really are like kind of creepy and have nothing to offer that it's like, all right, dude, like you're just <laughs> this is not going anywhere. That so, is weird, but I like what you said. If you have the guts, I like what you said if you have yeah, the, the guts, guts, you'll do it. And, and I will say persistence, man. I've learned more oftentimes than not. I. I you know, you can call it the stalker thing, and I know that you're was, saying that my, was a joke. I, no, I <laughs> know, no, no, but the, yeah. but 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 that is universally how kind of we all feel and view it. Absolutely, yeah, and that's why we don't. That that's why we're not persistent. We're not persistent yeah, it gets because that we're stigma, like because persistence gets that stigma. Yes, it, is, and you hear that Nashville no, or like ah, they didn't respond, so ah, fuck me, no, nah, dude, I. I like that. I like that you went out and just kept doing it. And I, I a lot of things that have come successful what in it takes, my honestly, life, yeah. yeah, has been that persistence. When even though it, it seems embarrassing, it seems humiliating oh, to it. fucking send that. It's the worst. I know. But it's how you if build it momentum, man. Through, man. Yep. If it breaks through, it breaks through. I mean, I'm still doing it now. I mean, I. Yeah. Re- I mean, I recently just reached out through DM on Instagram to some writers that I wanted to write with. <laughs> And, and guess what? I literally every, because I reached out and I, you know, just was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. They all, every single one got back to me and I have rights lined up with all of them. Boom. Bing. Go. And how many people won't do that? Because they think it's, and it, well, it's unprofessional or I don't have the guy. Fuck, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, now, it doesn't always work that way. No. Right. Um, I mean, I did message someone yesterday to be real and they didn't respond. It's fine. It's fine. They saw it. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? Like, yeah. whatever. But I got other, you know, other opportunities out of just reaching out. I would have never gotten. Yep. No, totally. And it's because you believe in yourself. You know, you have a solid product. You have something to bring to the table. Like, why not? Right. You know, that in and of itself gives you, um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to get to. Like, what's your take on like just giving yourself permission in general? Like, did you ever struggle with that growing up? Like, um, it doesn't sound like it. You were valedictorian. I had a shit ton of trouble trying to come out of my shell and like give myself permission to just be who I am. Um, I feel like, so this is for other people listening that might have that kind of stigma. Uh, what What's your take on like giving yourself permission to just do that, to be aggressive in the pursuit of what you want? I, I just think you have to listen to your your gut again of like, okay, you know, maybe I've hit this person up two or three times. Like, Maybe this isn't the right road, mm-hmm. you know, but you have to, you have to at least try and trust yourself. And it's like, man, you know, if you're at a point where like, man, I think they would have gotten back to me by, by now, they probably would have gotten back to you by now. And maybe that's a door that's closed, but you can't not try. You have to try. 
Um, you know, everything that I've gotten so far in Nashville in my career is because I've tried the the most, I guess, beneficial and best relationships that I've that I've made um, are because I tried and because yeah. I just reached out to this you know publisher. Hey. You know, I have these these songs I'm really excited about. I want you to hear it. Okay, Sarah, come on and let's listen. Because I did that, I got offered a deal because of because of doing that. Yeah. That would have never happened. Yeah. And sometimes we think, you know, and I'm still guilty of this. Oh, well, if this person would work with me, then, you know, I wouldn't have to try this hard anymore. Like, it's, it's all going to be made. And like, yeah, that person can help. But a lot of the best things and the biggest things all stem from you. Yeah. All stems from, you know, and, and even writers with, you know, publishing deals, they are, you know, I've talked to number one writers. They are still having to hustle and be ninjas. Totally. Like, totally, totally. Yeah. Just like an unsigned writer. Yeah. Anybody, you have to be, you have to like. The game always doesn't change. Do man. that. And, yeah. And what do you mean by being a ninja? Is that finding like always looking for a different way to like um, make, make things work? Like being being stealthy, being creative on your approach to different things. Is that what you're talking well, about? Well, when I say be a ninja, um, put yourself in positions where you um, can can meet the people that you want to work with or um, socialize with those people, get to know them, you know, and, and, then, and then be a ninja in that having the guts – to again this is just episode should just be called guts Um, but having the (laughs) guts to then even being a signed writer say hey i you know i want to i want to write with you like let's let's do it it's not relying on other people finding ways to get where you want No, hundred percent. And I didn't mean to pre- to like be presumptuous earlier oh. that just because you like got stellar grades means you have like zero issue like giving oh. yourself permission like breaking out and all that stuff. No, I was just like you know I'm just trying yeah. to. Think of, like, all we were trying to say is you're the smartest person in the room. No, so. I couldn't. No, yeah. I learned it enough and then I forgot it, so I couldn't recite any of it to you. No, no, I feel you. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes people too struggle like in, in the music industry, like whether you're an artist or a writer, like. Oh, a lot of songwriters think like their songs are, are just look. My songs are fucking awesome, and a lot of writers think I'm the fuck. I'm fucking great, and you want people to approach you. So when you hear no on something, like you can either like diminish your spirit and you're like fuck this, or you can keep trying and say just well, just because because we all know the music industry is an opinion. It's an opinion based industry. It mm-hmm. really is. Some people that have passed on a few things is later on those things became the totally. hardest thing, and they were, they were like, "Well, I missed the boat on that one." So it, it's taking those no's and and, and and you know still having the guts <laughs> to find that yes, you right. know it really is. And so I I think that's badass about you. I think that's badass that you are persistent and then you will reach out to people because that's something that's missing. I think with a lot of the work ethic with with people here in Nashville. Yeah, I think a lot of people are thinking. Uh, well, they just don't get it, so fuck off. Like, well, then if they don't get it, then find someone who does, or go do something about it. Don't just complain about it. So. Yeah, or you're not showing face the way you, you think you might be. Like, you got to get out there and, and explain yeah. it a different way. Yeah, like you said, be a ninja, scale the building, yeah, climb up the ropes, whatever yeah. ninjas do, do the backflips, exactly. man. Yeah. N- exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, the thing about nose though is, of course, there's those stories that you know 
not everybody in the music industry is right. And there's been, you know, someone's told no a thousand times and then they get the yes from the one person and then their song goes huge and all that. So there's that side of things where truthfully, the, the truth is that nobody in the industry actually knows anything. So that's like a whole other discussion. But oh, yeah. mm. there's sometimes these people are just retarded. Oops, don't say that. Don't say that. Sometimes these people... Hey, you know, can they, say that yeah. now. I don't you know. carried the R minus the seven. Yeah, you're fine. You're, <laughs> okay. You're, I don't know. Some of these people are just idiots. Yes. Know. Mentally deficient. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Whoops. <laughs> Turd-faced jagaloons. Yeah. We're not cutting any of that out. This is um, what this show's about. No. We let it out there. Um, but it's then fun. there's sometimes there is We're a reason... A- you're not, not afraid of that? Uh, no, we're just not a part of the oh, uh, the whatever, the PC culture. No, 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 no. Um, but sometimes people just miss the boat on you and they're just idiots. But then sometimes there's a reason why people are saying no and you need to go back and work harder and write better songs. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes there's a reason you need to write better songs. It's not living up to where it needs to be. Yeah. yeah. Blow them away. No, well, 100%. Got to go blow them away. Yeah, you're just not working hard enough. You might think you are. Yeah, yeah. Until you figure out like what, what a real great song looks like or what real hard work looks like. And then that's a whole oh, different Jesus thing. Christ. Dude, when I, when I fucking moved here at 22 and I was going to publishing <laughs> meetings and they were oh. telling me like, hey, these are great, but like, I don't know what I would do with it. I remember leaving and calling my roommate at the time was my cousin Dave. And I'd be like, they don't know what they're talking about. Like, they're idiots and stuff. No, man. Live here a little bit. Learn really what a good song is. Exactly. And then I, I listened back to that stuff that I pitched and that I thought was the almighty. And I'm like, no, man, they were kind of fucking right. Uh-huh. They were kind of right a little bit. Mm-hmm. But And that's a, that's the biggest thing. I mean, I think I would, I would advise for somebody moving to anywhere, I guess, whether it's here or L.A. You know, I, I really jumped into publishing meetings kind of quickly. Um, and was playing, you know, what I thought was, was great songs. Um, but I didn't, I didn't give enough time to really learn and dissect what a great song was and really get my ability there to be able to write a great song. And that's still something that I'm chasing. I think we're all chasing that in our own way, but, um, I, I, and then, you know, then once you have those meetings, they kind of have a set opinion of you and you, there's ways to reverse it and come back around. You know, if you're cool, you know, they'll probably give you a meet another meeting down the line, but you know, it's kind of hard once you've kind of not impressed them at first to go back in and try to re impress them years later. It's doable. It's totally Totally doable, doable. but it's just a little harder to get in there when they kind of have a preconceived, you know, thought about you. So I would just definitely say that, Really give yourself some time to really just listen and absorb and study and listen to your favorite songs. Why are they your favorite songs? How are they how are they ending these verses? What are they doing with this with this chorus? How are they doing this hook? Is the where does the title appear? Oh, it's not at the end of the chorus. Oh, cool. They're, you know, I don't know. Just dissect it and figure out what it is that right. you like. Right. And try to do it too. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's not it's not trying to necessarily mimic it. No. But it's it's using there are formulas. The craft. The craft right. is yeah. what it is. The craziest thing I think about the music industry, especially in songwriting or finding these great songs we're all that we're all chasing is look, we all know how you, you tapped in it earlier, like the music industry, like no one really knows what's good anymore. Like, you know, no one really knows until it happens. Then that's good. Yeah. Then that's the good. Yeah. But the one thing I think 
that I always try to push on people is, uh, and, and this was something that that was relayed to me through uh, Ryan Adams, is you said, you know, sometimes it's as easy as you just got to mean it. So if you, if you can take some of those formulas and take some of that craft and take some, take some of that structure and just mean it. Oh, totally. Like that will open up some fucking like hearts totally. and eyes like immediately. It's a mix. It's a mix of telling yeah. the truth and then just knowing the way to word it right and the word yeah. the word it that means something and and then yeah. I think you do a very good job at that. Kevin and I were talking about before you came in. I mean, the song mm-hmm. Stoned. It's a ballsy song to put out. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Yeah. Not many artists would put it out. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I think it's awesome that like, so, okay, so you can take it literally like you're stoned, like marijuana stoned, yeah. or like you could, you metaphorically where like people are throwing stones Correct. at you that you're not going to church on Sunday. Correct. However, they're the hypocrites. Correct. Six days out of the week. Correct. Uh, whereas you are being authentic and truly Correct. a good person the whole time. Correct. Which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Which great, is great super cool. Great concept. Uh, and an awesome uh, thing to throw out in the Bible Belt where it runs rampant. I'm not afraid <laughs> to say that. I mean, yeah, it's kept me away from it for a lot of the years. Just notice it, seeing that hypocrisy from yeah. the outside. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. It was yeah. a it was a it was a cool song, and um, you know, I had that hook stone on a Sunday, and um, you know, I. I kind of came up with this melody and stuff because I I was stoned on a Sunday and I oh um, uh, yeah <laughs> standard and I, yeah and I I came up kind of with that and um but the the idea of the song it really stems from an honest place for me I mean I had a ten year old kid you know I was visiting in Arkansas and I was sitting there with him and he looked at me and was like Have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and I was like, no, I haven't. Like, I, I just don't really know. To be honest with you, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's real or not. But and he goes, well, you're going to hell. And I was like, man, Yikes. you really think? And he goes, oh, yeah. And uh, I said, I just feel like, you know, when I go, it's going to be this thing where I meet him. And he's like, well, f- well, hell yeah, Sarah, I'm real. Like, come on. Like, what the hell? Like, yes, bitch. Like, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and we would, like, fist pump. And then I'd be like, holy shit. Whoa. Uh, the fuck you think I am? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> and then he'd be like, come on in. You were a good human being. And, and so... Yeah, that's what I feel. And God, so, that's what I feel too. Yeah. And I dig so that. I dig that. That's what the song is about because but then the kid was meanwhile saying racial slurs and songs about racial things that I would have n- would never leave my mouth and right. yet in my head I'm like you are you know that's kind of hell worthy young man for sure yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is just a kid having a conversation with you or you know Yeah, yeah, he was just through a you know, a mutual friend and he was having a, a conversation with me and, um, you know, later that evening saying a bunch of racial stuff and songs and with race lyrics. And I just kind of couldn't believe it. And so, wow. yeah. And so that was, if a 10 year old yeah. kid looked me in the eyes and told me I was going to hell, I'd be like, what the, f- mm-hmm. what the fuck is that? that yeah. I'd be like, look, bro, hurts. you're already in it. Good luck. With yeah. See ya. I just hell? think that he just has, I mean, he has like what they say is, the fear of God in him and that he's like, well, if I, if I accept Jesus, like then I'm going to be okay. And you know, maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. I don't know. But, um, you know, and I, and I remember asking, I was like, what about like people that do like Hinduism or like Buddhism? He goes, Oh, they're going to hell too. Like not Jesus Christ or savior going to hell. So anyway, 
All that being said, yeah, no, totally. that's how the, that's the truth of the song. I don't go black. I haven't said that on Instagram. I haven't um, really spoken that to many people just because I don't know. I don't know how it would be received, but sure, you got to um, read between the know, lines. Yeah, a bit. it's just it's, it's yeah. a universal message. You know, whether people people can take it a bunch of different ways. But the universal message is is that um, you know you can't really judge somebody for sinning differently than you. We're all probably sinning to somebody else. Um, someone else's eyes and so totally, totally. you know none of us are perfect and so just let's just do the best we can and be ourselves yeah so is. exactly that's where the concept of unity comes in nobody fucking has a clue man so let's just all be cool to each other and yeah. start there man i love it the, yeah. that's the whole like bob marley love is my religion thing man i just like that resonates big time yeah um the video does a fantastic yeah. job of capturing that it, within like yeah. 30 seconds. <laughs> I watched it like three or four times, but like oh. all you have to do is just like watch it like 20 seconds and you Thanks. get it when you, when you meet up with the metaphorical, uh, or the guy that per- portrays Jesus at yep. the gas station. I'm like, yeah. dude, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, I was like, just, <clears throat> you know, before we met each other for the first time tonight, I could just watch that video and be like, dude, I get this girl and she would probably get me if we, if we met, well, we met briefly a night before this, but now to like actually sit down and talk Mm -hmm. with you, you know, so, um, just want to compliment you on that because I think that's going to gain you fans faster, um, than anything is because, you you know, within that 20 seconds you can, thank you, you're very relatable, which is great. Thank you. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, um, you know, it was a, it was a quickly shot video. Um, I mean, it, we had to put it together pretty quickly and we, it was a long day. It was like 14 hour day. Um, so hot out. Oh my gosh. Um, but hot in Nashville. Get out of here. Yeah. Where was was that filmed? So hot. So, uh, some of it was filmed, um, downtown Jolton where I, I you know, I live in small town Jolton and, um, so it's filmed there. And then, um, some of it was actually filmed up at my house and inside my house. Um, okay. And yeah, those, those trailers were just placed on my lawn and, um, and it, it went great and um you know cmt has been great and have been playing it now for the last um month cmt is rolling this thing three four times a day is that correct? yeah oh, three times a day amazing. and yeah and so that's really cool and um you know i've gotten a couple of messages of people just like hey like woke up to your video on the t te- my my television and i love it and i looked up your music and I mean, that just makes me so happy because I think that's what being in this artist discovery program with CMT is all about is totally. people discovering it. And that's really cool to just see some people discovering it. Hell yeah. No, that's awesome. And so is um, is your hope with the song to like spread that message of inclusivity and open mindedness and stuff like that? Totally. Or, totally. Yeah. I mean, I think it hits on, um, you know, this kind of hypocritical thing in society that we all kind of look at. You know, I have. Oh, yeah. I have people, you know, even though you can, you can interpret the word stones though, kind of the way you want. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I have people who are like, my husband's the, the pastor and I love this song. And, you know, I feel like I'm getting stoned at church every day. These women are, you nice. know, critiquing me for this and this, but they're really doing this. And so it's cool. And then there's, you know, the stoners that are like, yeah, man, don't hate on the weed, man. I'm getting so stoned nice. on a Sunday. So what? I'm a good person. You know, yeah. so <laughs> it's cool. Like it's, it's like everyone's, you know, and I, I really believe in this song and, um, you know, I, I really, I really want people to hear it. And, um, you know, there's still so many more people to hear it and I, I want to try to get it out there the best I can. So I'm, I'm doing all I can. Totally. It's amazing. Awesome. And I'm so, and, and I, Kevin and I are both, I mean, and, and I think a lot of people are just very happy that you release something like that. And, and, uh, 
being in the music industry, I, I know that playing it safe uh-huh. is you. Well, you know that you know yeah. those rules. And um, when I first heard that song, well, when I first watched the video, I was like, "Damn, girl, fuck yeah!" Because I was so proud of you. Like, you're not playing it safe, man. Thanks. Like, you're telling it how it is. And I think, I think that just more artists need to be like that. Thank I think. You. Um, I think we all know how the music industry, it's tough, it's tough business, but man, like when you're an artist, then like you, you can play it safe as long as you want, and that's fine, and you can be very successful at that, but to see you and to see people like kind of going against the grain a little bit and, and talking about that real shit, like that is just what people, I mean, personally for me, that's what I grab to, man. Yeah. That's why like I grew up on like punk rock and rock and roll. Yeah. It's just real and raw and dumb yeah. like yeah. it is. That's my favorite kind of music too. And um, I actually thought that I was going to get a lot more flack from it than I did. Um, but I only, you know, I literally only have had so far one person just speak out and be like, I can't listen to this. This is terrible. You know, but that I, I was really shocked. Only one person so far, the majority, it has, it has literally brought new fans and, and new, new people into my world. I, so I, it's been great. And that, that means awesome. you're doing something right. Yeah. yeah no, that's very it's cool. Been good. I was really nervous to put it out, you know, but. I'm glad you did though. That's good. I think that'll do. I think more of that, man. Yeah, I think that (laughs) taking that step forward will be good. Yeah, I just um, I went and saw Bad Religion at Cannery Ballroom um uh, just a couple nights ago, and yeah, they did they do the same thing. You know, they've been speaking out on that religious hypocrisy thing since the '80s. They're pretty extreme with the with the logo. It's got like the crucifix crossed out, but they're not satanic, right? They're just trying to say it's almost like satirical in the sense that they're like wagging their finger at it like no no bad yeah. bad religion yeah. like yeah that's funny. like good inclusivity right <laughs> so right. like people it's shocking to the point where you're like oh my god like you you literally put a cross like a cross through the cross but it's like it got you to pay attention and now you see that they're actually like um you know the singer greg graffin has a political science degree he's actually dr graffin you know these are very smart intellectual right. humans that are actually you know thinking about things way deeper than just you know that logo that 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 kind of shocks you but um (laughs) it's been a pervasive message is where i'm getting at and so it's cool to see it like bundled up in different ways and nothing against organized religion in any way i think getting closer to a god or a higher power in in any way even if it's just believing in the power of love is is super powerful so it's it's all positive at the end of the day so hell yeah if it triggers your anxiety and fear Maybe look into that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. So, so we are a clothing and lifestyle brand. Yeah, and um, I want to talk about your style real quick. Um, oh, because I totally oh. dig your style. For all the listeners out there, man, if y'all don't, if you've never seen Sarah Ames, dude, she she's got great style. Oh no. Um, well, I remember when we first started writing together. I even like I I think it was Danielle we saw right with yeah. Danielle and like I remember telling her like man she's got this like you have this rock and roll thing about yeah. you like and it, it, it's not even in it's not even on your clothes it's just like your spirit it's oh, like this thank essence you. like it's very you can breathe it in right Steve you're so nice thank uh, you no I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying how it is but like um like what 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 goes into your style like what kind of like were you all, first of all for all of our listeners she's wearing a like a bald eagle shirt like one of those like oh it's like I, the cool like seventies it's this cool. Stuff, right? it's, it, no, it's amazing. Something I could never pull off, and not many people could. But she makes it look like it's a fucking oh. gown. Like I, you, you kill it, man. Thank you. What oh. goes into your style? What's your thought process on it? Honestly, the where there like that that was a whole thing for a while because there's the there's that with the eagle, and then the, uh, there's like a wolf 
shirt the wolf, and that yeah. same kind of thing yeah where it's like big and then with the nature setting and then there's like small wolf heads in the background or like yep. small eagles yeah what do you do you know the history on like that whole pattern or like design i don't i just like it i, I like it too i, I yeah. just i'm just i just don't like super feminine yeah. clothes um i mean i do but i don't i like to mix um you know edgier pieces i guess with I mean, some feminine pieces, um, you know, some like one of my friends, she, I always get her opinion on stuff. She's like, Sarah, you got to start wearing some more like, like body hugging things. Like, come on. <laughs> like, okay. <No. laughs> but, um, wow. Lost, lost another Drop earring blade, there. God, these these earrings are no good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I actually, you know, I love cutting, cutting the sleeves off of my, my shirts and I'll, um, you know, cut the, cut the armpit holes like way down so that I wear like a cool like bralette underneath and it's fun you can wear like black or leopard or something like that yeah. and, um I'm also kind of lately experimenting with like mixing patterns and stuff I'm finding that um you know stuff you wouldn't expect actually looks great together and in photos and, and things like that um and you know I love I love dark denim I love rips um I distress a lot of my shirts so I'll go to Goodwill or something like that sometimes and find old shirts that have cool designs and we'll just cut it yeah. and distress it and stuff like that. There's a, there's a, um, a local vintage shop in town called Starstruck Vintage. I'm sure you guys have heard of them yeah, in yeah. Nashville and they're, they're cool because, um, she's, ins- the, the owners inspired me a lot of, of like shirt distressing and things like that. And so I kind of copy that and do that with my own shirts. I find, and it's, it's awesome. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I like, I like vintage pieces and, um, like I like big rings. I love like yeah. turquoise and um, kind of some Native American jewelry and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. She likes. Yeah, I was big. gonna comment on the Native American uh-huh. stuff because your 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 um your shoes are kind of like a Navajo. Oh kinda, yeah, like, man! I'm such a fan of um, Matisse. Yeah, shoes yeah. and yeah. boots, and I love it because it's so cool. When you read their company description, I really feel like that's really me. Um, they're always like, you know, country was with rock and roll and, you know, I just read it and I'm just like, yeah. damn, like, this is cool. This is, I feel like who I am. Um, totally. so I, I totally wear Matisse shoes a lot too. They're really Matisse. cool. Yeah. I gotta get into this game. Dude. I gotta get in the Matisse game. Dude, they don't, I don't think they have dude shoes, but if you want to try some women's shoes, they, they <laughs> yeah, got you covered. You know, hey, it's, we're living <laughs> in that time. We're living in that time. It's rad. It's funny. Um, well, I was going to say, cause I know you like. And like big rings and stuff. Her earrings literally weigh probably about 10 to 12 pounds. Uh. And that's why they keep falling on the ground. Um, <laughs> but no, that's awesome. That's awesome. No, it's cool. I, um, it's funny because like, you know, okay, so we live like close to like 12 South area. Right. And so, you know, I always tell my wife when, when we're walking, I've, I've picked up since starting this clothing and lifestyle brand, like fashion and clothes is I know it's like it's like taking over my life a little bit. So I'm always watching people and I'm always noticing what people are wearing. The funny thing is, it's like when you walk in like the 12th South and this is districts like or streets like everywhere in America. Like, I don't know, there, there's there's a certain like fashion that's down there where it's like you like every single girl. It's like you, you pass one girl, you're passing a thousand. Oh, gosh. OK. And I the like I could tell you what they're wearing. Yeah, well, of course, you already know. It's the, it's like the, the, the big hats yeah, with gosh, yes. the fuck. The pilgrim hats. Yes, I was gonna say that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who said that was. I don't know who said that was cool. I just I don't know who said that was cool. And then it has to be with like you know either the cowboy boots and like some kind of like 
uh, I, I don't know. But anyways, if I saw you like passing the street down there, I'd be like, I'd be like, finally, oh, finally, someone, someone fucking gets it. Yeah. gets so, or it's just <laughs> something different. Monotony, Life is way too short to, I think, just try to be a part of everything and, yeah. and like, yeah. try to just look like that. I don't know, yeah. man. I'm just like. Oh, I'm so over it already. Yeah, right? it's, yeah, and I mean it's a it's a challenge. Like I'm I'm really trying to kind of up my my shit and my style and try to think like okay for shows what am I gonna what am I gonna how am I gonna up this you know so I'm actually really just trying to work on it and kind of wrap my brain around it and figure out how yeah. I can kind of up my my style. But <laughs> I think what you're doing is great though. Thank yeah, you. Me too. I think you don't awesome. have to go out there in a pageant gown. You can just go out in a <laughs> no. cut off shirt with a bald eagle. Like you totally. can wear that and just be like, okay, shit, that's totally. Who I am. I don't no, know about that exactly. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Do you ride motorcycles? You have a motorcycle kind of vibe to you. Thanks. No, I yeah. um I don't. My uh my Vespa. Vespa. Yes, no. stri- strictly Vespa. <laughs> strictly Vespa. Oh, yeah. Actually, under thirty. No. Actually, huffy with an outboard engine. Uh, um, <laughs> no, you know I I love being on on motorcycles. I I love it. Um, but uh, my boyfriend had one, and that was some of my most fondest memories and freest memories with us too. You know, we're on his motorcycle, but he got rid of it, and um, so he sold it, and and now you know, yeah, literally a couple of days ago, I was like. Are we going to, you know, come on, get another one, please. And he just looked at me for the first time. He's like, Sarah, they're so dangerous. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. And I was like, man, he's like, I was talking to so-and-so and their friend died and this person lost a leg. And I was just like, gosh, I guess you're right. But it's just, there's something so amazing about being on a motorcycle to me. It's true. It reminds me of this, my favorite Dustin Hoffman quote from the movie Confidence where he goes, sometimes style gets you killed. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, my, my, I, I know that story very well. My, my, my parents were in a very bad motorcycle accident. I feel like we need to write that song, Steve. Oh dude. Yeah, for Simple. sure. Anyway, for sorry. Sure. Go ahead. But they are dangerous and they look great. Yeah. And, and you know, as long as you're wearing a helmet, that's great. But, uh, nah, man, I, I get where he's coming from. You know, yeah. I was, I'm really, I've, I've always wanted one always, always. And, uh, I don't think I'll ever get one though. I don't know. I know, because then I'm like, I, w- I wouldn't forgive myself if I was begging him to get one, and then he gets one, and then something happens. Exactly. So now I'm kind of like, man. Get the sedan, four-door, power locks. Damn it. Keep it safe. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm on the same boat. I don't ride either, but I've always wanted to. Uh, did dirt bikes when I was like younger, and oh, I guess, uh, yeah, that's like the, the closest to it, but... Mm, nothing yeah. else uh so do you play with a band now do you like do you have your own band or yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i do i i have you know a set of players that i, I will typically play with um mm-hmm. but i also have a bunch of subs that i kind of will trade in um because um right now i'm at a place where i don't have a band on salary where mm-hmm. they're just sarah ames right so um you know i'll use great players and sometimes they can't and I can just pull another one that's played with me before. And so it's not a huge effort on, on their end to not have to like learn a whole set. They kind of know the songs. Yep. Um, so yeah, I play with a band. Sweet. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. about living in Nashville too. I mean, is all, if you ever needed a band, they're all at your disposal. Yeah. And they're, they're everywhere. Great. They're yeah. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, so we'd like to ask one question too. Um, to all of our guests that we have. And um, this is basically the slogan of our brand. And um, the slogan of our brand is bomb your boundaries. So I would like to ask you, what does bomb your boundaries mean to you? Bomb your boundaries to me means to um, 
I mean, I think kick through the fear and if you really want something and you know, you, you see yourself being at that place, you need to pass through obstacles on the way. And that's emailing or messaging that person that you're a little nervous to, to message. I mean, that can open a door a hundred percent. And I think, I think it's just trusting yourself um, and doing things that make you a little bit uncomfortable if it's, if it's in the direction of your dreams, for sure. That's perfect. That's amazing. Yeah, I would say that too. Great answer. Well, so, so what's next for you? I know, obviously, we're super hopeful about the, you know, the um, performance of, of the video and everything. Yeah. What, um, what's the next on deck for you? Yeah, so um, we've put out a few songs so far. Um, and there's a few songs that I've cut that are left to still be put out. Um, so right now we're, we're planning on kind of a, a release plan, um, whether, you know, if we're going to kind of wrap it all into an EP kind of a thing. Um, so either one, I think maybe one song is going to come out in the fall EP come out, start of 2020, something like that. Um, okay. we're still dealing with this, figuring out the structure. Um, but getting a bunch of shows in the books for this fall, um, so oh, out of town yeah. shows, yeah. Okay. So gonna well, just... where the hell can we find? Nice. You? Are you getting in man. the van? Yeah, that's right. Is it a, is it doing the van thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The... and flying. I love a van tour, <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Fuck Screw the bus. a tour bus. I want a van. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> the van is where the van is where the memories happen. Oh man, dude, the '98 Econo line with the ripped like leather Cadillac Damn. seats. You just it. went. I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, did you? That's how we travel. Yeah. Van. Oh man, the van. Oh man, the oh, van. Man, luckily, the it's van. only luckily it's only like three day stints. I don't. Oh, I, talk to me after I've done two weeks with that, and yeah, I can, don't think it would be the same thing. Uh, um. Yeah. So just 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 gonna be playing a bunch of shows this fall, and then um, looking into spring shows, and just getting out there and playing the music, and then uh, meanwhile writing a bunch more and getting getting more ready to go. So, yeah. um, and just kind of building it. I know we have a That's awesome. Books. Yes. Oh, dude. It's going to be like good. Nine, I got nine ideas I got to run by. I have oh. like a little Sarah Ames folder. Shut up. That I keep. Are yeah. you kidding? I can't yeah. wait. People, yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yay. That is oh, awesome. Yeah. Well. Bring the Trulies. Steve always comes in with, with good ideas. You know, most rights, most rights, I, I, I got to come in, you know, with them. As people mainly look to the artist kind of as is the main source of ideas and it's really really nice when i write with steve because he has just as many usually more ideas than i do and i just love it nice well, well i i appreciate i appreciate it um you know what i well let me ask you about that though because i'm curious like as the artist because I've, I've actually never sat in a room like trying to be the artist and, and had people kind of write with me like when you say you come up with the idea or whatever like does it, does it make it harder because it's more like you hold tight onto that idea and you want to make sure you get it right. Like it's like, how was that experience for you? Yeah, it's tough. Well, first of all, it puts pressure on you because you feel as the artist, I mean, you are the source, you are the one that's communicating it. So I, I get it why people are looking at you for ideas, but sometimes when you're writing a bunch, you're like, jeez, please, please, please Seriously. world, give me an idea right now to bring into this yeah. right because I don't want to be a total deadhead. So, you know, that puts pressure on it. And then, but then also when you have an idea that you really believe in and you think is great, 
it's like you really want it executed properly. And yeah. so when you mm. go in and you're like, man, I, it's, it sounds bad, but it's like, do I want to use this idea with these people or not? Yeah. Do, do we, do I feel like we're going to, you know, get where I want it to be? And sometimes, so, you know, I don't know if there's anything wrong with trying one idea, that idea out with some people not getting it where you want and trying the yeah. same thing out again with someone else. Is that bad? I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's bad. I, I think if you're at the three or four hour <laughs> mark and you're just kind of thinking to yourself, or not, this isn't landing for me, and just your idea and you're really protecting it, then I think it's okay. I think it's actually okay to walk away from it and be like, you know, that that's hard to do, but it, it's okay to try a, the same title or ideas with other people. I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with it if you believe in it yeah. and you want to get it right yeah. and you know when it's right. Yeah. And when it's right, then you can go sing yeah. it. That's right. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Wait, so forgive me for not knowing this. Are, do, are you are you on a label or is it just a publishing deal? No. Yeah. Um so I I'm not I'm not yet. Um I'm having some conversations, but cool. um there's been um though an, an agent in town who has um really changed the game for me and um is um his name's joey lee and um he's a, a co-head at wme and um he had you know again this is again just going being ballsy on your own i literally met him not from someone introducing me to him none of that i went to a show by myself at third and lindsley and it was like an eight thirty show i didn't want to go and i just slapped on the makeup and i hmm. went out there and i sat at this bar next to joey lee who's you know, an agent to artists that I just look up to so much. And, um, you know, we talked or whatever. And then again, I had the guts to go and deliver my music to WME for him to listen to on a CD with a can of chew because he was chewing when we met. And I just, you know, just those little things to try to make a difference. Nice. That's very fucking smart. Yeah. Yeah, You you knew exactly Uh the chaw he was chawing. I did. And actually, I wanted to make sure it was the right kind. So I actually asked a couple people and tried to figure it out. Those that some agents that knew him. Yeah. And figured it out. Okay. Honestly, if you take nothing else from that episode, pay attention to that and listen to it over and over and over. Because paying attention to the details and standing out like that Uh is probably fucking everything. everything everything. You know, he is one of those people that can kind of get me you know buy me a seat at really any table in town but it's up to me then to be able to have the dinner conversation so right. it's like i can call so-and-so and get you mm-hmm. a meeting and we can i could talk you know talk you up but it's up to you then to keep providing the great music and you know when i'm over it's not you know so um he's really opened a lot of doors and um created some amazing opportunities for me and um it's it's been awesome and um and then, you know, the other thing that was kind of funny is um, he kind of, he has a, you know, he's kind of swears a lot and stuff. And and uh, so I had, one time we were still getting to know each other. I addressed um, an email to him uh, that said, hey, fucker, <laughs> comma, nice. here's a new song. Thought you'd like it. And I just sent it his way. And he, the next day, like it was out of endearment, but he couldn't believe that somebody addressed him that way yeah and but and then so he just like you know calling for can you believe this girl she's gonna just me hey fucker i like this girl like who is she okay all right you know like you you've won me over and so that you know just having the balls to just kind of do things like that to be remembered and he still says now you know even when he's telling me we're talking about 
you know, contacting maybe so-and-so and you say, Hey, like, don't send just some like softy generic email. Like he's like, I get that stuff from new artists all the time. And I just don't of care. Course. And I don't respond because it's just like, uh, you're do something that makes you remember, say, be remembered, say something. So sometimes you just have to have some guts. That's that ninja shit. <laughs> That's that ninja Stop with shit. the guts word, ninja but gut it's true. Shit right yeah. There. yeah, seriously. Yeah. I've said guts probably 25 times, but... I think, Dude, I'm yo, into that's it. That's the thing, I'm man. Right well, there guts, hell yeah. Dude. Spoon yeah. guts. Global guts, you remember Global that show? guts, fuck yeah, man. Michael Dude, Malley. Nickelode- Do you not remember that show? Are no. You too- <laughs> God damn it, you're too young. No, wait, Michael Malley was... Abra- Abra- no, that was Abra- Michael Malley. That was, yeah, it was Spoon Guts. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so let's go with um, where can people find you online? How do they get in touch with you? Yes, people can How find. How do they buy your shit? Oh shit! Um, <laughs> people can find me. Um, you know, obviously on Instagram. My 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 username is just Sarah Ames. S A R A H A M E S. Um, you know, just look me up on Facebook. Um, I'm, you know, I'm on there and um, Twitter. And I have a website, sarahames.com. And um, obviously, all my music's on Spotify and Apple and wherever wherever you listen to music, I think it's there. And um, and I have three songs out right now, and I'd really love for you to check them out. Absolutely. And you definitely should, Sarah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's amazing. So thank you again thank so much you. for your time. This has been fucking awesome. Thanks, like, yeah, yeah, seriously. I, can, I love y'all. I've learned some great stuff from I love time, y'all's so. clothing and line. Well, thank you. I'm well, well because you were a guest on the Bombcast, you can pick out an item of clothing. Shut up. Yeah, call man. it a souvenir. Yeah. Call totally. it whatever we'll, you want. Yeah, anything. We'll go to the basement God. and show you the... Oh, my um, God. We'll show you the... The product. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. but thank you so much, man. I'm creepy so- if you don't know about that. But it's an oh, it's a wide open basement. That's it's a wide <laughs> just, open basement. It's a, a warehouse. warehouse. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'll take you to the basement and show you the product. That sounds like a luring. Yeah, line. come on, <laughs> come like, on down. Great movie. Uh, <laughs> I say that to all my victims. Uh, thank you so much. I am so thank excited to write with you soon. Yeah, and uh, y'all check Sarah Ames out, man. man. Sarah Ames, do yourself the favor. She is uh, just she's a rock star, man. You really are. And aww. and uh, thank you for all your wonderful advice. I think people are going to get a lot from this episode. Thank so. you. Yeah, absolutely. YouTube that video, uh, her new video, stoned. Um, immediately it is really fucking cool and definitely a cool take on the song um in terms of like originality points 10 out of you know 11 out of 12 uh, out of 10 for me uh really cool so um again if you guys got value out of this episode please rate and review us on itunes um it really helps i know it's kind of a pain in the ass but honestly it's really not that hard so if you could um that would be awesome and Please reach out to us uh, via email to let us know what you think. We want to hear more about like how we can bring you more guests like Sarah, or maybe you're looking for other topics that we're not. No covering. more Sarahs. <laughs> no more Sarahs. You're actually our first Sarah. Or so. if you want, or or the opposite, if you want only Sarah, only from Sarah now, and make her, Sarah. Yeah, we're just gonna cool. bring her in on the team, man. It'll be the three of us. I love it. Uh, reach out to bombersandsleeves at gmail.com. Um, also we are getting ready to launch the fall line. It's going to be here October 14th. Uh, so pay attention to that. Um, go to our website, bombersandsleeves.com, scroll all the way to the bottom, sign up for our email list to watch out for the launch for that. Cause, um, two, two fall items coming out that, um, you know, we've taken a lot of time to, to think about and, uh, I think they're the shit. So hopefully oh, you guys like it, them man. too. Yeah. So, so pay attention to that. And with that, I think we have wrapped it up. Steve, take us home. What's it? Thank you again to Sarah Ames, and uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, once again, man, bomb your boundaries, baby. Peace.